Buenos dias, guten abend, good afternoon, what up, what up, it's your boy Ola Tunde, thanks for tuning in, you're listening to the Drive Time Podcast, today is September the 10th, 2019, the time of this recording is approximately 0934 Eastern Standard Time, reporting to you live from Lot 12, University of Massachusetts Amherst, current weather conditions, visibility unrestricted, Sky condition broken at 3,000. I forget the temperature is. It's fairly mild still. I think it was about 68 degrees Fahrenheit. I'd like to make an amendment to uh, yesterday's uh, weather conditions report. Um, Around this time, I said that it was scattered at 3,000, broken at 1,500. I meant to say broken at 15,000. Although there's some weather people out there, when they report the sky condition, they follow like different rules. It's supposed to go few, scattered, broken, but under like some rules, they could go like broken, few, overcast, where I think they treat like each level as a separate like octave or something like that. So they report like each level of like, per like the octaves. That's one way of doing it. It's not the way that I was taught to do it or the way that I do it. So I just wanted to make that amendment. Uh, Yesterday's uh, forecast high today is 74 degrees Fahrenheit. The slight chance of rain uh, between the hours of 10 and before 1300. So I brought my umbrella just in case. You know, uh, I saw there was a front moving through the northern half of the region. I think it was over up there in the Midwest, uh, progressing east. So I don't know if that's going to bring like some prefrontal troughs and I could spark off some like some showers or something. I didn't look at a surface map to analyze this. My bad, guys. Anyways, hope you're doing well. It's a wonderful Tuesday morning. Just walking to class. And today I wanted to talk to you about cooperation. Previously mentioned, I was in the process of listening to this audible book about sapiens, a brief history of humans. And one of the things that kind of differentiated Homo sapiens from our other uh, closely related like uh, species, uh, hominins, and even like in our genus, or just kind of like other animals in general, uh, mammals will say, was the ability to cooperate. And while other animals, they're other social animals, they're able to be in groups of up to like a hundred. Once you kind of pass that threshold of like a hundred or 150, according to this book, like they're unable to function with with those with increased numbers past that threshold. However, like Homo sapiens, they have possessed the ability to cooperate. And one of these, he attributed this, this ability to the cognitive revolution in which we're able to, to form these different stories and these ideas. It's kind of like uh, dealing with like memes and passing along of this information, whereas you kind of, 
you have the Neanderthals that are living together in bands, and while they may be may have been physically superior and more suited to the environment that they were in, when Homo sapiens came because they were able to have larger like larger groups of more than like 100, 150, and you probably have what like a group of Neanderthals that's I mean it's about like 20 or 25 of them. Even if for some reason the Homo sapiens lose that first round of fighting, then they're going to be able to come back again and with their numbers, like devise like a strategy to be able to overwhelm them. And even with the relaying of information, uh, like Neanderthals, it's speculated that they were able to have like words or like sounds for like bear, lion, or like danger, different things like that, humans were able to give you more detailed information. And I forget the exact example that they used, but it was kind of like saying, oh, there's there's a tiger hanging out here, and it might be here in approximately woo-woo-woo-woo. And it was through this, this cooperation that Homo sapiens were able to achieve the different number of things that we have throughout our brief yet illustrious history. And so it got me to thinking, like looking, cooperation, the lack of cooperation, and it's more so cooperation though. Whether we want to admit it or not, who who doesn't want to admit that they cooperate? I'm just fucking, we have an uncooperative witness, prisoner, slave. (laughs) These type of individuals that I guess that are out there, not really into that cooperation thing where you're trying to force them to do something that they don't want to do, right? So, but even then, the different slaves who had to build these pyramids or these different structures or farm these fields, there's still a level of cooperation that exists. I mean, it's different from like insects and ants and that's, I don't know really how that's defined. I'm not versed enough in my sciences or my biologies or taxonomies to be able to give you an awesome explanation for that. But Cooperation can yield amazing results. Right? That's why so the story goes. You have the Tower of Babel. Everybody spoke one language. You're unfamiliar. There's a story. There's a biblical story. I believe it's probably in in the book of Genesis that uh, poses that all humans both the same language and through this they talked about like building a tower that would reach the heavens so that they could become gods themselves and they were doing it and then this guy looked down and was like oh no these humans might actually do it so we're going to confuse them so they change up their their like languages and nobody can understand each other and then the cooperation ceases and everybody kind of breaks off into their their own group. Right? And so they were unable to complete the Tower of Babel. 
And looking back at uh, in Trevor Zanola's book, Born a Crime, he talks about being a chameleon of sorts and through seeing how his mother operated, being able to speak different, different languages, different indigenous peoples of South Africa, along with English and German, like Zulu, being able to speak these different languages She was able to disarm people because although you may not, he posited that although you may not look like somebody, if you speak the same language as them, then they're going to be like, oh, wait, you don't look like me, but you sound like me. So uh, I guess you're all right. Right. And so it's kind of like, I think that lines up with this Tower of Babel story. All right. People who, although they may like look different, they were able to to achieve like the speed or like to build this great building through through a shared language, despite their differences. But once we broke down that language barrier, and people weren't able to uh, so easily understand one another, they were like, "Oh, we'll just like break off and go with the people who look like us." Well, that's one story. I, I find that highly unlikely. Seems improbable. Yeah. <laughs> they, if, if that's a part of human history, it's left out in the book. Here are my reading thus far. Cooperation is key. It's key to a lot of different things. Right. If we're all cooperating towards a common goal, I think that's why see the proliferation of different religions, but they're also driven by humans, their individual desires, using it as a tool to get other people to, to cooperate. And a lot of times, those goals seem to be financially driven. But, you know, that's what it is. That's what it might be. You're out there. I don't know. To cooperate, to not cooperate. I don't know. You can or can't. Don't always yield these positive results, maybe. But I think it could yield. It's super beneficial. We're all cooperating together to halt climate change, right? Make this, make sure that the Earth is still habitable for humans in the relatively near future. Maybe we'll just fuck it all up. <laughs> Anyways, headed to animal communication. Hopes, hopefully, it'll give me some tools to be able to communicate with you all better, my family, the random people that I meet. But. Until then, you know, stay safe, cooperate or don't, and have a good one.